0: Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits. Long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Monday.
1: Hackers are after your business data. I can help. I am Bai, the virtual intelligence
0: assistant at Virtual Armor. Virtual Armor, partnered with Juniper Networks, provides cybersecurity services and end-to-end solutions to keep what's yours, yours. Defend yourself with managed firewall and managed SIM essential core services that are economical and efficient. Virtual Armor goes beyond just initial alerting to provide a thorough report on threats, vulnerabilities, and results. Let me help protect you. Contact me at Just Ask By. That's V-I com. And here we go. My opponent is against oil, guns, and God. I am the Democratic Party right now. 47 years, you've done nothing. Everything Americans value hangs in the balance. We have an obligation under the Constitution. To use every arrow in our quiver. This is the most important election in the history of our country. I believe that. This is Devious Motives with Brett Winterbull.
1: And welcome to the latest episode of Devious Motives. This is episode number, are we on number 20 already? We are on episode number 20 of 30 episodes running up, the Dirty 30 running up until the election day on November the 3rd. It's great to be here with you. As always, you can hit me up on the Twitter at Winterbull Show, at Winterbull Show. You can send me questions, names, uh, ideas, what what have you. It's, basically, it's a fully interactive deal, and I appreciate you downloading this podcast over at, uh, of course, radio.com, where we love to create content for this audience, and uh, this will be an ongoing project. That, I can assure you, we're already at 20, and I, I'm just going to put a pat on my back right now, right here. Good job. Good job, Winterbull. Let's get going into the meat of the matter today. The media has had an absolute blackout on the issue of the Hunter Biden laptop. I mean, we we know that to be the case. The media has not wanted to talk about it. The media has avoided it, ignored it at every single turn, and I think has done that to their peril. Uh, We come to find out in the overnight hours, New York Post continues to drop these stories. And one of the stories that they dropped last night was, of course, Uh, This idea that there is somebody else who's able to corroborate the big story of the laptop and the Quid Pro Joe with the Ukrainians, the Chinese, and uh, the the Kazakhs. Now, a Biden insider named Tony Bobolinsky. Tony Bobolinsky. Earlier today, people were trying to call him Blutarsky. I guess that's an homage to Animal House. But Tony Bobolinsky. Which is a great name. I mean, it just sounds like the name of a guy who's involved with something. Uh, Biden Family Insider Tony Bobulinski, uh, Bobulinski provided a trove of documents to the United States Senate investigators from the Senate Homeland Security and Senate Finance Committees. Breitbart has learned that. That's important because you need to go back about a month. A month ago, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin dropped that majority report that was dismissed out of hand. People were saying, that's not what you think this is. This is all propaganda. This is all Russian nonsense. This is all yada yada. No, no, it was, it was real. It is real. It is not a joke. It is not a fake out. It is not a phony. It is not a fugazi. It is actually real. It's a real deal thing that has has been dropped. And it was an investigation that was completed by the Senate Homeland Security and the Senate Finance Committee. Understand, these are two serious guys. This is uh, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, and this is uh, Chuck Grassley, who is not exactly a guy with a lot of time on his hands to waste time. They dug deep. They drove deep into the story, put out a report that was, I think, about 40 or 50 pages. I went through it, Line by line, and then I went through it on my radio show on News Talk eleven ten ninety nine three WBT here in Charlotte. In fact, I did it with a couple of different uh, days in, involved on that story. The, the first day we did it, myself and uh, my good friend Matt Doherty, who sits in with me on Thursdays, and then I did it on my own for a couple of days after that. And this is the stuff that tells you Hunter Biden. Was, was trading on the Biden name, was trying to work with the Ukrainians, with Barisma. Then we found out about China. Then we found out about oligarchs. Then we found out about underage girls and women. And a lot of other stuff kind of emanated from there. So apparently what happened with Bobulinski, uh, he was the recipient of one of the emails retrieved from the Hunter Biden laptop. He went public on Wednesday night with a statement saying he is confirming its authenticity And then detailed how it was that former Vice President Joe Biden, the Democrat nominee for president in this year's election, which is just about 10 days away now, was personally involved in many dealings with his son's business associates. Why does this matter? Matters for a couple of reasons. One, Joe Biden has established as part of the factual record that His son, Hunter, didn't talk to him about business, didn't approach him about business opportunities, didn't advise him about business opportunities. Bobolinsky is one of the guys who's involved directly with those activities. And Bobolinsky is coming out and saying, in essence, that's a lie. That's a lie. Uh, The VP, the former VP was set to make millions of dollars from China. And this is where in lies the rub. Why? Because if Bobolinsky was supposed to be a part of this, and you then had Hunter Biden cutting side deals with other people, not involving, not involving uh, uh that means something very significant and substantial. So documents that Bobolinsky provided to senators, have now begun to appear in public. They've been obtained by a number of news media outlets. In them, and we're talking text messages, we're talking emails, we're talking about other documents that have been created. You start to get a much bigger picture of the Biden family's general operational methods and the deep connections that Vice President Biden has to this story. The New York Post has still been locked out of their Twitter account. Let me repeat that for those people who didn't hear me. The New York Post is still locked out of their Twitter account because Jack Dorsey, the kahuna at Twitter, doesn't want this story being talked about. The worst, the worst thing you can do if you want a story to go away is to lock it down because that's going to drive people to talk about it. Now, it's not the idiot caucus over at The View It's not the Biden caucus over at MSNBC, but it's a lot of people out there and the rest of the planet that are talking about this. And you know who else knows about this now? And this is what's never thought about. When you when you engage in a conspiracy, you have to be very judicious about who it is that's going to be part of this conspiracy, because if it goes badly, every one of those people that knows about your conspiracy to commit a crime, to commit fraud, to do any of that stuff, every one of those people then becomes somebody who can talk. Somebody who can come out and say, yeah, I knew about this. I was part of this. Uh, This is something that we were doing for some time. And yes, I can confirm that. So anybody who was actually had the touch put on them for the shakedown money is now basically a witness who can come forward and do an interview with a news outlet that'll publish it. Yes, I was operating at the behest of the ex-government, and I was working with this person to try to get some uh, money uh, moving into our country via Joe Biden's efforts to become uh, vice president or president or whatever his involvement was. The text messages, the emails, and the other documents, they illustrate a larger concern for the Biden family operational procedures and the deep connections to Biden himself. Quote, don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face-to-face Biden family associate, James Gilliar, the head of J2CR, says in a WhatsApp text, and that was a message sent to Bobolinsky. I know you know, but they are paranoid. And 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 the, the text, the imaging of the text came out. And in the imaging of the text, you learn certain things like the rules of the scheme, the rules of the bribes, the rules of the payoffs. Ask if they have recommendation or I would do it short term if needed, but maybe he feels better if H puts there a friend with no power but reporting comms. Don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face to face. I know you know that, but they are paranoid. This is this is. This is so incredible. Projection is starting to take root here because what you're starting to see are people accusing Trump of these sorts of things. But it appears that Biden was really kind of involved in these sort of unsavory things like paranoid work security, do all that sort of stuff. So Bobolinsky has now given Senate investigators. Now, remember, the Senate is in the control of the Republicans. And while Shifty Schiff and company want to run around and tell you this is all a Russian uh, op, uh, that this is all about Russian misinformation and disinformation, they are smoking rope. Because this is now way bigger than that. Other text messages reveal details about negotiations between Chinese officials and the Biden family. In a 2017 text message, Hunter Biden says that a Chinese investor intended to become partners with him in order to, quote, be partners with the Bidens. I wonder what that means. Senate officials confirmed to Fox News Channel and other outlets that Bobolinsky is cooperating with them. Homeland Security, GAC spokesman, on revelations of Hunter Biden's business partner, Tony Bobulinski. This is per Mike Emanuel, who is not a hack. He's not a goofball. He's a serious journalist who uh, works at Fox. The committee is working to validate information being revealed by multiple sources. All part of those efforts. We've reached out to several individuals named in recently revealed emails, including Tony Bobulinski. We look forward to their cooperation and helping us uncover the truth. So we're now well beyond the laptop. Hunter Biden's crack-fueled rampage of sloth, depravity, greed on a laptop that was found in Wilmington, Delaware, at a computer shop. We're 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 well beyond that. I mean, if 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 the New York Post um, pulled back that story, you still have plenty from Bobolinsky and. And from uh, Cooney, who, who broke his information out last week, you still have plenty of information to, to work with. Source with direct knowledge, uh, direct knowledge says Tony Bobolinski's provided all relevant Hunter Biden documents, including conversations, from Hunter himself about leveraging the family name and business deals with China. All the documents that were provided to the Senate have also been provided to media outlets. Bobolinsky's statement and cooperation with Senate investigators appears to have blown this scandal wide open. Now, Kristen Welker is not going to talk about this tonight, except to deride it, except to make fun of it, except to goof on it. He's not going to talk about this tonight in the debate. You know that. And if it comes up, it'll come up in an innocuous way where Joe Biden can say, I'm not talking about my family. I'm not talking about my family. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about your temperament to be president. You're a bad president. You're a bad person. You're rotten. You're crooked. I wouldn't throw the crooked card if I were you there, uh, Mr. Vice President. So Josh Hawley noted on Thursday morning, the Senate Judiciary Committee voted to subpoena Twitter and Facebook over the tech companies move to censor the original New York Post story. Holly said the committee did not have enough GOP support even 24 hours ago for the subpoenas. Everything has now changed. One of the interesting uh, stories in this Biden insider saga is this, and I'll just kind of paraphrase it. Bobolinsky was a guy who was apparently some sort of an operator. And he he cites himself as or he he points out that he served in the military honorably, was a veteran, defended our nation, uh, that sort of stuff. And there's also an indication from inside of his camp and his thinking and some of the reporting I've read that. He was mad that Hunter and Joe and James, that would be uh, Vice President Biden's brother, James were cutting side deals and that he wasn't eligible to participate in the remuneration. In other words, they had an agreement that they were going to work together to exploit these foreign agents for money. But then Hunter and the old man or the big guy or the kahuna, they, they then started cutting side deals, cutting him out. And the indication from Bobulinski was, Hey, I got robbed. They stole. They stole from me. I got robbed. I didn't get my full cut. They, they took millions that I had coming to me because I was part of the scheme. So what does that tell you? Well, here is here is what the original ass, uh, attate, attestation was from Bobolensky He said in a press release last night, Wednesday night, my name is Tony Bobolinsky. The facts set forth below are true and accurate. They are not any form of domestic or foreign disinformation. Any suggestion to the contrary is false and offensive. I am the recipient of the email published seven days ago by the New York Post, which showed a copy to Hunter Biden and Rob Walker. That email is genuine. According to Bobolinsky, the use of the term the big guy in one such email was a direct reference to Joe Biden himself. In that email originally published by The Post and subsequently by several other outlets, there was a discussion of remuneration packages for six people involved in the business deal with the now bankrupt CEFC China Energy Company. Citing an anonymous source confirming that the big guy was Joe Biden, the email includes a note that Hunter has some office expectations. He will elaborate a proposed equity split references twenty for H10 held by H for the big guy with no further details. Bobolinski's statement is the first on-the-record confirmation of this from a source inside that Biden universe. What I am outlining is fact. I know it's fact. I lived it. I am the CEO of Sinohawk Holdings, which was a partnership between Chinese operating through CEFC Chairman Yi and the Biden family. I was brought into the family, into the company to be the CEO by James Gilliar and Hunter Biden. The reference to the big guy on the May. 13th, 2017 email is a reference to Joe Biden. The other JB referenced is Jim Biden. Here's why this matters. You can argue that the entire reason why Vice President Biden decided to get back in the race was never Charlottesville. If he was setting up all this stuff to leverage the name in May of 2017, Joe Biden's term of office is up joe biden's term of office is up he's not a vice president anymore and while he carries the the vice president title with him you know in 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 an honorary uh historic way now i mean he'll always be regarded as uh, as the vice president as a vice president same way every president is a president for the rest of their lives or a supreme court justice is a justice the real the real problem here uh for Joe Biden is it asks the question, then it begs the question. It doesn't beg the question because beg the question means you just keep repeating the question. It sets forth the obvious question, which is why are you running for president, man? See what I did a channel by under Joe Biden. Why why are you running for president, man? Come on, man. Let's do pushups, man. What are we doing, man? One small piece I want to talk about. Again, it's another one of those podcasts where I'm just going to rock through. We're not taking a break midway through. I don't want to break the train of thought. I don't want to break your train of listening. Kamala Harris is listed as a key contact for the Biden family business venture in China. There are a number of people on this list. I am not saying that Kamala Harris is crooked or anything like that, because this list was basically a target list. Hey, here are some influential people we can reach out to. We can try to put the touch on. We can try to massage and work with to get a deal cut. But I'm struck by whose names are on this list. Kamala Harris. Chuck Schumer. Amy Klobuchar, Dianne Feinstein, Kirsten Gillibrand, Andrew Cuomo, Bill de Blasio, and Terry McAuliffe, among some others. Why the hell you would have Bill de Blasio on that list is is perplexing to me because he's an incompetent boob. But he is the mayor of New York. Cuomo is the governor of New York. Harris and Feinstein are the senators from the state of California, which does a ton of trade with China. Kirsten Gillibrand is the senator from New York. Chuck Schumer is the senator from New York. Klobuchar's interesting because she's from Minnesota. I don't understand why she would be on that list except for one thing. Oh, by the way, Rick Scott is on that list, too, this, the Republican senator from Florida. But I think I understand why Rick Scott's on that list. Klobuchar and Harris are both on the list. I can justify Harris because she's a California senator like DiFi is, and DiFi's up to her eyeballs in China deals through her husband, Richard Bloom. Why Klobuchar? Is it ag? Is it is it ag? Or is it something else? Was Joe Biden and that team forecasting that if he got the nomination, he would need he would need a vice president to be in on this. Was Klobuchar possibly Joe Biden's real vice presidential pick? And when the Floyd stuff happened and everything then became social justice and it was time now to have a BLM revolution in America, you could not possibly pick a translucent vice president like Amy Klobuchar, right? I mean, Why is Amy Klobuchar's name on that list? I can understand Terry McAuliffe. He's your entreaty to the Clintons and to all the Clinton corruption and all that action. And Terry McAuliffe has got scratches and dents of his own. Rick Scott, I understand. Rick Scott's Florida. He represents the state of Florida, but he was also a governor of Florida, which is hugely important. And Florida, as you know, it's the gateway to South America, to Central America, to Latin America. It's the gateway to Africa it's the gateway to a lot of places as it relates to, to ag and economy and deals and stuff. And the Chinese are very interested in South America. They're very interested in African expansion. But why Klobuchar? And the fact that Klobuchar isn't now the vice president, but but instead now we have Kamala Harris would be the person to be the vice president. If, if this is all discovered and exposed, Joe Biden gets elected. Would he be driven from office? Would he resign and hand it over to Kamala Harris? Was the expectation inside Hunter's world of of uh, drama, was the expectation that, no, what, what will happen is, uh, if, if Joe gets taken down or he's too old or whatever, Kamala will be part of the deal and she can continue to make a bunch of money. By the way, her husband, Doug Emhoff, is a really influential lawyer based out of San Francisco and the West Coast. So I'm sure he's got a lot of contacts with a lot of individuals around the world as well. All this is just still up in the air, but here's what you got if you're keeping score at home. We're talking about places around the world with foreign governments doing deals in the dark, the the dark corners of the international finance world, Kazakhstan, China, Costa Rica, Jamaica, Ukraine, Russia. Some of the deals have also involved United States taxpayer money, the cast of characters, these sketchy characters. We're going to be finding out a lot in the coming days. We're going to be finding out a ton in these coming days it's a hugely significant story let me pivot over to a couple of others that are very important as well overnight we came to find out that according to the dni the acting dni who is jim ratcliffe from texas uh and and chris ray who made an appearance and i don't know he saw his shadow so does that mean six more weeks of incompetence uh, at the fbi the fan belt inspectors um chris ray and and of course the dni came out and said listen Uh, There are elements in our country that are being targeted by misinformation and manipulation, and they are being run by the Iranians and they are being run by the Russians. And they pointed to this thing that was going around on social media last week involving the Proud Boys. Remember the Proud Boys? That was the group that Trump was mandated to denounce. Uh, Stand back and stand by. Well, apparently there were emails going around last week that said, we are the proud boys and we are going to get even with you. If you try to vote, if you vote for Biden, you're going to get it. We're going to give it to you. You're going to be done. You're going to be finished. Well, it turns out these, these proud boys social media posts and these emails and these sorts of things, um, these were part of the disinformation campaign being run by the Russians and the Iranians, the Iranians stand to benefit greatly with a Biden presidency because they know that the JCPOS, I'm sorry, the JCPOA, I call it the POS, uh, is going to be reinstated. So they're going to get their $100 billion in, in relief back for the nuclear deal. They're going to continue to get their bribe money from Biden. The Russians understand that Joe Biden's an incompetent who will, will do nothing to thwart the Russians because he's incompetent when it comes to foreign policy. Um, so they're going to have free reign to continue to do what they want to do. And maybe exploit some of these relationships with Hunter Biden, which is possible. I'm not saying it's impossible. So you've got those two elements of this story that are that are that are interesting. But then another group got swept up as part of this. And I tell you, folks, there's a there's a group. They put these ads out on TV from time to time. And it's called the Lincoln Project. You can find them on Twitter at Project Lincoln. The Lincoln Project. We are Republicans like John Kasich and Stevie Schmidt and Rick. Rick Wilson and George Conway, and we are committed never Trumpers. We do not want Donald Trump to be reelected. So as Republicans, we are reminding everybody of Abraham Lincoln and telling them not to vote for Donald Trump because Donald Trump equals bad orange man slash Nazi slash whatever you want to call him. Well, one of the groups that amplified the Proud Boys threat that was created and crafted by the Iranians and the Russians happens to be Project Lincoln. The Lincoln Project was pushing it out last week to try to stoke fear, disunion, disharmony, what have you. So let me short circuit this for you so you understand what what, what, what happened. You had the Proud Boys used by the Lincoln Project and the email and the verbiage that was created by Russians and Iranian agents of of, of trouble. In essence, The Lincoln Project helped amplify the Iranian disinformation and the Russian disinformation in an effort to scare potential voters into becoming Biden voters. How are these people still able to buy ad time? How are these people still able to show their faces? Rick Wilson and Steve Schmidt ought to be ought to be drummed out of the political establishment. Uh, John Kasich is is just an absolute wayward wacko who is uh, uh, auditioning to be inside the Biden administration. I don't get any of it. But we now know that there is Russian and Iranian disinformation. And you know what most of us who watch this sort of story are saying today? No kidding, really? You don't think the Iranians and the Russians and the Chinese were also supporting uh, Antifa and BLM during the riots, do you? They probably were. I hate to tell you that, but they probably were. The world isn't a safe and predictable place anymore, Brett. We don't like that at all. I don't like it either but also understand the world is an incredibly dangerous place and and as the wall street journal opined earlier today and it was a brilliant take on an op-ed they they said essentially So, wait, we're going to do all this stuff. We're going to pack the court, admit five other states so that the Republicans are permanent minorities. We're going to play into the fever dreams of of the most radical members of the Congress, Ilhan Omar, AOC, Pelosi, Schiff and company. We're going to go do all of this stuff. Right. We're going to do all of this stuff all because we we don't like what? Who? who, what, What? 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 We don't like Donald Trump's personality. So we're going to just grenade the economy. We're going to put $3 trillion in taxes. We're going to go to lockdowns. We're going to do social justice, Green New Deals. We're going to do all this stuff because we think that Donald Trump's a mean guy and he's loud and he's brash and he shouldn't be part of this political process. I would argue that for everything you want to throw at Donald Trump for being brash and loud and sarcastic and, you know, somebody that makes you roll your eyes, I, I do it. And I, by and large, I'm, I'm an ally in terms of his policies. But I don't like the the constant fighting and the bickering and the yelling and the steaming and the, I don't like it, but is, is he selling his office? Brett? He's got Brett. He's got, he's got Chinese companies. Yeah. You have to, if you're selling stuff in China, you have to pay them taxes. You have to pay the VIG. That's the way it works. He was doing business in China before he was president. He didn't start now. Hunter Biden was trying to start it now when Biden becomes president. It's just something to kind of think about and to look at. Let me close out with this, though. Earlier today on a pure party vote, you had Lindsey Graham deliver essentially to the entire uh, Senate the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. It's a significant moment. It's a significant move. And Mitch McConnell believes that come Monday, Amy Coney Barrett will be passed and sworn in as the next justice of the Supreme Court. You would think we could have conversations about stuff like this, but the Democrats didn't even show up for the vote today. Chuck Schumer took to a microphone and yelled and screamed and carried on and pointed at the at the at the awfulness of this process and. What have you. But remember, it was also Chuck Schumer who back in January and and, and February had to apologize because he stood on the steps of the Supreme Court and he screamed out, you hear me, Gorsuch? You hear me, Kavanaugh? We're coming for you. If you try to touch abortion, you'll rue the day and reap the whirlwind. And it was taken as a threat. It was taken as a threat to two sitting Supreme Court justices when it came to ruling on a case Chuck Schumer had to apologize, and he made a speech of apology. What's the takeaway, Brett? What are you getting at? What do you mean? What I mean is this. Win the argument. We've had enough. If you've had enough of, of, of the fighting and the drama and the yelling and the screaming and the stuff coming from President Trump, my advice to the folks on the progressive left would be the identical advice, and that is win the argument for once. It's about more than massing street fighters to enact violence and looting because the election goes the wrong way. Try to win the argument for once. And you want to know what's central to winning that argument? Showing up and voting. Yeah, you'll vote no and you'll be defeated. Show up and vote. Instead, the Democrat donkey took their ball and went home. And the, st- the game still got played and the results were still the same but they told you all last week how much they care for the poor, the sick, the downtrodden, the forgotten, but they didn't even have the courage of their convictions to show up and lose like adults. Something to think about. I'm Brett Winterbull. You're listening to devious motives, devious motives
0: with Brett Winterbull. Hackers are after your business data. I can help. I am Vi, the virtual intelligence assistant at Virtual Armor. Virtual Armor, partnered with Juniper Networks, provides cybersecurity services and end-to-end solutions to keep what's yours, yours. Defend yourself with managed firewall and managed SIM essential core services that are economical and efficient. Virtual Armor goes beyond just initial alerting to provide a thorough report on threats, vulnerabilities, and results. Let me help protect you. Contact me at justaskvi. That's vi.com.